the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The NFL is 100 years old. That's right. Tonight, the Packers and the Bears will begin the NFL's 100th season with a game in prime time. And in the 100 years of its existence, there may never have been a bigger imbecile than Antonio Brown. Yep, that's right. There could have been somebody bigger, but it'd be hard to find. Uh, and in case you missed it, uh, Antonio's about to be suspended, unless something's changed in the last, I don't know, few minutes. I haven't really been look, keeping up with it, but whatever happens won't change the fact that he's an imbecile. Anyway, uh, he's uh, about to be or was about to be suspended, the last I heard, by the Oakland Raiders after having a confrontation with the general manager over a fine that Brown was told to pay because of a missed practice or missed practices. Um, all he did was uh, post the actual official notification from the boss that he was about to be fined and then said that the team was hating on him. This is a guy who's 30 years old, 31 years old, and has the mentality and the maturity of about a 12-year-old. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure I mentioned this. Um, uh, not, not because I want to spend any time talking about this idiot, because actually I'm looking forward to the day when we never hear his name again, but because it just shows you and this is, again, a, a kind of a comment on the culture, I think. It just shows you how far out of hand things have gotten in all sports, but especially in the NFL. And now I'm old, so um, I remember Vince Lombardi. I knew Chuck Knoll covered the teams that he coached. And neither of those guys would allow anything like this to happen. Brown would have been would have found himself on the bench a couple of years ago after his famous uh, water cooler incident when he threw the cooler all over the sideline because, I don't know, he was upset either about the play calling or the fact that he was open and Ben Roethlisberger didn't throw him a pass. But if Noel were in charge, he'd have been on the bench. And he wouldn't have arrived at trainers, uh, Raiders training camp this year in a hot air balloon if the inmates weren't running the asylum, which they apparently have been in uh, Oakland and maybe most NFL teams, uh, ne- neither Noel nor Lombardi would have picked up, uh, would have put up with that. Uh, either one of those guys or just about any coach from that era would have told Brown to sneak into camp this summer and do everything possible to not make a spectacle of himself and to try to at least uh, create the impression, even if it was a phony one, that he cared about the team more than himself for a change, and that maybe he was going to do that for a couple of weeks anyway. Um, and you know what? He, he would have been told that, and then Brown would have listened because he would have known the coaches meant it and would do something about it if he didn't listen to him. So what you're seeing with Brown is just a result of coaches letting the players run the show, and it would be refreshing to see the Raiders void Brown's contract if they can do it legally. And then uh, that would cost Brown 20 or $30 million. That's what I'm hoping anyway. And maybe they figured it out, and Brown will play on Sunday. The, I mean, you know, the, the, the two of them have figured out the issue, and uh, they'll resolve it by Sunday, and Brown will play. That will be wonderful. But, uh, but maybe the Raiders will find out that you don't win championship with guys, championships with guys like him, because that's what they're about to find out if he does play. But everybody should be glad the guy won't be playing for the Steelers this year. Now, uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about stuff that actually matters, uh, not Antonio Brown or how well he does for the Raiders this year. We're going to talk about school shootings and how to prevent them. We'll have the co-author of a book called Why Meadow Died, uh, and one of the authors is the father of a girl who was killed in the Parkland shooting a couple of years ago, and he and the author and the, the other co-author, Max Eden, don't blame the NRA, and they don't think a lack of gun control was the problem. They blame politically correct policies put into place during the Obama administration. We'll talk to Max Eden, one of the co-authors, when we come back. Stick around. Talking to Rocky Blyer, he's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, 
deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you, so it's really good in that everybody has human the website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks, and uh, we'll be talking to hey. you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky All Blyer. Right. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Don't blame the NRA. Uh, You hear that a lot, but it's not often that you hear that from someone who lost a family member in a mass shooting. Um, Andrew Pollock's uh, daughter, Meadow, was killed in the Parkland uh, school shooting, and he's the co-author of a book called Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endangered American Students. Max Eden, a nationally renowned education policy expert, is the co-author of that book, and he joins us now. Max, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. So Andrew uh, Pollock was outspoken on this from the day it happened and went against the grain by not blaming the NRA or uh, or blaming uh, a lack of gun control, why was he so sure of what the problem was, and why was he so vocal about it? Well, you know, it wasn't from day one. He wanted to know what the facts were first, and then assign blame and, and recommend action second, right? So if the NRA had anything to do with it, if the background check, for example, had failed because of some loophole that they had lobbied for, he would have been on the same board as all those gun control kids. But he looked at it and he thought, wait a second, a background check didn't fail because this kid had no background. 
And this kid had no background, despite the fact that students are saying he brought knives to school, he brought guns to school, he threatened to shoot up the school, he threatened to kill people, he threatened to rape people. We, he threatened all these things, and he kept on telling the adults, and they wouldn't do anything about it. <laughs> and so, you know, a background check's not going to be any good if you don't have a background. And why didn't they have a background? That was kind of my question going into it as an education policy expert. That was Andy's question as a father. What went wrong in the schools? Why was this kid who everybody knew was a profound threat allowed to skype by, you know, without consequence, without being tagged? I, I guess what the a question some some people might have would be, um, or a, a, a response might be, uh, teenage kids say and do crazy things all the time, and there are many kids who may make ridiculous statements and and say uh, crazy things and maybe. Uh, say that they're going to do dangerous things, but they don't do it. So um, that this is second guessing because this kid actually did it and the shooting actually happened. In other yeah, words, it happens all the time without an actual shooting taking place. Yeah, that, that, that in many cases would be a very reasonable counterfactual. In this kid's case, though, the administrators at his high school were so scared of him that they said to him, you're not allowed to bring a backpack to school and we're going to frisk you every day because we're worried that you might bring a deadly weapon and use it to kill students. Uh, and yet they didn't have him arrested when they had every opportunity to, when he committed uh, hate crime assault, when he threatened to kill people. Everybody knew that this kid really meant business. Their judgment was subverted, overridden by these politically correct policies to, to fight the so-called school-to-prison pipeline by lowering suspensions, expulsions, and arrests. So... You know, these weren't just marginal judgment calls that were made wrong by school administrators. They were common sense, totally overridden by these kind of ideological policies that forced them to do things that the people making those decisions must have known were wrong. Unbelievable. And who's, who's, uh, who came up with the idea to fight the school-to-prison pipeline? Uh, well, it was really launched by Superintendent Robert Runcie, who is the uh, superintendent of the Broward School District. Before going to Broward, he was in Chicago with Arnie Duncan when Arnie Duncan was secretary, uh, was a superintendent there. Duncan becomes secretary of education. Runcie leads the sixth largest school district in the nation, goes whole hog in Broward on lowering suspensions, expulsions, and arrests by just sweeping things under the rug. You know, they give you three free misdemeanors in Broward County, and they train principals to refuse to cooperate with law enforcement. And Arnie Duncan from D.C. looks at that and thinks, oh, that's a great idea. Look, they're getting arrests down and suspensions down and expulsions down. Let's make all schools in America do this. And so he takes his dear colleague letter and basically says to schools, uh, we're going to investigate you for civil rights violations based on your discipline numbers. And if you want to pass the investigation or if you don't want to be investigated, you should follow the policies that they're doing down there in Broward. So, you know, it started in Broward, but it has spread all across this country, it spread to Pittsburgh, certainly. It's, uh, it's in Pittsburgh public schools right now. They call it restorative justice, which is this blanket pressure to override the common sense of school administrators, which frequently doesn't lead to more than just disruption and violence. But in this case, and, and maybe in others, led to a whole lot more than that. Uh, and you've just, uh, in the last minute, you just did a really good advertisement for why the federal government shouldn't have anything to do with anybody's education. Uh, because of the, that's a perfect example of a one-size-fits-all, and this is how we're going to do it, and we don't want to hear about the nuances, right? Yeah, no, bureaucrats think they know better, and they think they know better because they look at spreadsheets, they see disparities, they assume the disparities are a product of teacher discrimination, and if you believe that, then the thing to do is to stop them from using their judgment. But teachers, principals, they're good people trying to do good work, and if you force them to make irresponsible decisions look good, you're, it's going to lead to disaster in the classroom. And so how often in, in your investigation of this, uh, this whole, this whole uh, scenario and what led up to it and, and what's been going on since, um, how, how often did you find that uh, kids who deserved to be in prison were not only kept out of prison but kept in school under this superintendent and under these rules? Quite frequently. I mean, they, I, I mentioned they not only had a, a policy to give students three free misdemeanors a right. year. They also you know, wouldn't cooperate with law enforcement. They also had a policy to place students who are convicted of crimes as serious as rape and murder back in traditional public schools after a short stint in this alternative school where, according to the policy, 
if they committed further felonies of a certain nature, they would get a timeout for that. So, you know, we may be... Some students, you might want to try to give a second chance, but in Broward County, they just went full bore to stop the school-to-prison pipeline by stopping law enforcement from doing its job. And the school in Parkland, that's not, that not, that's not an inner-city situation. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty affluent area, isn't it? Yeah, that- no, upper-middle-class school, median housed around there is about $450,000, yeah. Every parent who sent their kid to that school thought, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm, I'm working hard. I'm playing by the rules. I'm sending my kid to the, the best school, the safest school in the county. And they had no idea that all of the numbers that were being produced by school administrators and up to the state about crime and safety were essentially systematically fabricated. They just had no idea what was actually going on within the walls of the school they sent their kids to. Now, you mentioned the policies that allowed uh, the shooter, um, I don't like to mention his name, but I guess I will, Nicholas Cruz, uh, that allowed him to walk, you know, walk into the school and commit mass murder. But was there? There wasn't. There wasn't one teacher in that school who could have come forward and said, "Wait a minute, you know, wh- why is this kid still walking around?" And 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 make sure that if he's any, there's any sight of this kid on the campus, that we got to call the police. How's that? How did he slip through the cracks like that? Well, you know. A couple times, teachers tried, and they were overridden, right? He, after middle school, he went to the specialized school because he was such a terror in middle school. They knew he wasn't supposed to be there. When they transfer him from the specialized school back to normal school, there's a special ed teacher who looks at his paperwork and says, oh, my gosh, this kid can't come here. We can't have this kid coming to our school. He's dangerous. And according to her, she says to the assistant principal, the assistant principal says, stay in your lane. These aren't your decisions to make. His paperwork was not read by her. Uh, so nobody was looking at this kid when he went into the school. He trespassed on the school after being kind of expelled around the back end uh, at the beginning of the last school year, and, and he was caught, and he was brought to the school resource officer. And, you know, it's a kid who they had meetings about and thought, if anybody's going to shoot up the school, it's going to be this kid. And then the kid who they all thought would shoot up the school trespassed and wasn't arrested for that either. We're talking to Max Eden. He's the uh, co-author of Why Meadow Died, the people and policies that created the Parkland shooter and endangered American students. And uh, the other author is the father of a, uh, a, of a Meadow, um, and she, that's the, the title of the book, and her father is one of the co-authors of the book. Um, I, it, why did Andrew Pollock, and that is the, the uh, other co-author, why did he offer to testify for the defense in the murderer's trial? You know, when when he started looking at everything that had happened in the killer's life, because right, our project was to find out every failure, we have to find out the story of the killer and every decision that was made around him. And, and once we got a long way through it, you know, Andy got to the point where he said, I only blame him for half of it because he couldn't have been any clearer to everybody around him this is who he was, this is what he wanted to do, and everybody around him failed. So I only put 50% of it on him. He's either going to get the death penalty or have life in prison. I care less about whether he gets the needle than that I can expose and get justice for the other 50%, for everybody in the system that failed him, and that I can tell the story of how sick uh, our schools have become under these politically correct policies. If I can tell that story to parents, it doesn't matter to me whether or not uh, the state executes him or gets life. Well, you're telling a story here on the radio in Pittsburgh, and uh, you have a book coming out, uh, and there's a lot of people who are going to read it, but what about the people at Parkland who um, would should be um, more aware of what happened than anybody and should be uh, trying to find out why it happened more than anybody? How many of them are... Um, wishing that they had done things differently and how many of them are defending the policies that you're attacking right now? Oh, there's been, there's been no accountability, no contrition, not the slightest admission of responsibility. You know, in the early days, the question of whether these leniency policies played a role was raised and the superintendent, Robert Runcie said that it's fake news because he was never referred to the promised diversionary program while in high school. We come to learn as Anybody who understands English can infer he was referred to while in middle school, right? And yet you have a, a man who's in charge of schools who's willing to look at parents who lost their kids straight in the eye 
and say fake news to something that's true. So everybody within the Broward establishment has, has closed ranks around it, and the families of the victims united in an effort to run new school board candidates to try to make local change happen the way it's supposed to work in America. And Andy backed a, a former Stoneman Douglas teacher, got about 200 volunteers, knocked on 30,000 doors, but the voters in Broward just didn't budge. So, you know, the way that we both feel, the way that he feels, we, we couldn't change Broward. It was too far gone. But we're hoping that by telling the story of what happened there, places that aren't as out in left field as Broward County can actually learn, listen, and, and take the kind of action in their community that we unfortunately couldn't make happen in Broward. Well, is is uh, Andy, as you call him, uh, Andrew Pollock, is he, uh, is there a good portion of people in, in his community there who think that he's just a loudmouth and needs to shut up and go away, that he's, uh, that he's bothering them? Oh, yeah, they absolutely do. One of the school board members uh, you know, tweeted at his son the other day that Broward County and Pollock County are two very different communities. Uh, and I think for a lot of people who are on the edge who just uh, saw this and instantly thought, oh, well, this is about gun control, and we need gun control, and I'm for gun control. Somebody like Andy comes around and, and wants to talk about the genuine problems, the things that went wrong, the things that need to be fixed. That's instantly pegged as being pro-gun. Right. Andy was the guy who, who stood up at the White House first and said, let's put politics aside, focus on school safety. And everybody said, oh, you don't want to advocate for gun control. You must be anti-gun control. And so he unfortunately, I think, got dismissed by a lot of the community that will let these you know, partisan ideological national Twitter blinders uh, not let them see what's actually going on with their kids in their schools. And so... Um so you you say that Broward is gone, far too far gone. You don't you, and you're trying to educate people around the country by doing what you're doing today and with the book and everything. Um, that's uh, that's kind of a, a sad story, isn't it? That the, the the place where this happened that it's just you the, the the average citizen there just doesn't get it. Yeah, I mean, Andy used to say, if we can if we can make this happen in Broward, we can make it happen everywhere, and if we can't make it happen in Broward, we can't make it happen anywhere. And unfortunately, the the apathy, the entrenched interest, the kind of bureaucratic, self-serving ideological apparatus is too strong for us to budge, but we can, we can give up on telling the story. We still have to put it out there. And if it ends up, as Andy says, if, we just, if it ends up saving one life, then all the work we've been putting to telling the story will be worth it. And you mentioned that uh, you th- believe that in Pittsburgh they're doing basically the something similar to the uh, the pipe uh, school to prison pipeline uh, routine. Um, so it's widespread. And oh the- yeah, it, it, it's everywhere. It's uh, something like forty two percent of American schools now implement this restorative justice stuff up from you know basically nowhere before Broward County did it. See, I don't have a I I'm an old guy who went to a Catholic school with a lot of discipline, and I. I have no patience for this, you know, for, for the kind of stuff that's going on. Uh, and, you know, that's that's long before it that it may have led to kids in my school being murdered. You would think the parents would get it. Yeah, but it's, uh, it's an easy thing to ignore. And if you don't want to see it, it's very easy to miss. If you just want to dismiss uh, a long, complicated argument and a serious expose into the facts as being... Uh, ideologically motivated by the NRA because it's branded for you that way, then it's easy to stick your head in the sand. You know, I, I couldn't have been more disappointed in the Broward County community, but I'm, I'm hoping that parents across America, when they when they hear about this, will ask their teachers, hey, are things being just swept under the rug in your kid's, my kid's school? Is there a kid in my kid's classroom who everybody knows shouldn't be there? And if the answers are yes, then you know parents need to take action of their school boards and hope that the school board members in their communities aren't as kind of, as Andy says, morally challenged as those in Broward. Mac, I'm completely out of time. Thanks a lot. I'll mention the book again when we come back. Thank you. Thank you. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Tornado watches and warnings in effect for the Carolinas as Hurricane Dorian continues its trek up the Atlantic coast. The Category 2 storm has winds around 110 miles an hour as it makes its way northeast 
South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster says coastal residents still should stay indoors. If you don't need to be out, don't go out. And in this this kind of situation, you don't need to go out. Stay off the streets. Uh, it's very dangerous. A North Myrtle Beach City spokesman says officials believe one or more suspected tornadoes from Dorian damaged several residents and mobile homes in the city Thursday morning. Spokesman Patrick Dowling tells the Associated Press no injuries were reported, but several residents were taken to shelters. City officials in North Myrtle Beach say rain is combining with the rising ocean to exacerbate flooding. On Wall Street, the drop by 373 points. The Nasdaq rose 140. This is SRN News. Summer is here, and so are the bugs and other pests. Don't let your home or business be overrun this season with unwanted intruders. Forget about throwing your money away on those harmful toxic chemicals. This season, plug in pest free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug In Pest Free. This summer, turn your house wiring into a hostile environment for rodents and other unwanted pests, effectively driving them out the safe, humane way without the use of toxic chemicals. Designed to last for years, it will save you a ton of money. Our best seller, the Plug In Pest Free Pro, covers up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. The Pro comes with a 20% discount when you use promo code SAVE20. That's promo code SAVE20 for 20% off. Order yours online today at gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com, promo code SAVE20. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Larry Elder just wants you to have the facts. Just as they're telling you that white, anti-black, and anti-Hispanic attitudes are increasing when, in fact, they're decreasing, according to a recent paper. It's just not true. Just as they tell you that the police are engaging in institutional, systemic, structural racism, even though the studies show the opposite. None of these things is true. Yet they are pushed and pushed and pushed by the media and by Democrats. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 1250. The Answer. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. If you're worried about market volatility or the possibility of losing money in the next market crash, the time to act is now. Effective financial management involves identifying opportunities. And with a 10-year bull market run, markets around all-time highs, and a highly contested election cycle right around the corner, we have an opportunity now to protect what's important. Don't risk losing a significant portion of your life savings in the next market downturn. Call Hunt & Associates today, 844-366-HUNT. That's 844 This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Very busy Thursday afternoon. You're stacking about bound on the Parkway East Boulevard of the Allies out to Edgewood, Swissvale. Pretty typical volume on the inbound side. Now, Parkway West, that's still busy from Banksville Road up to past Green Tree. There's a crash off to the shoulder. Northbound 79 slows down from the Parkway West. Up to 60, volume on outbound 28 could slow you down Veterans Bridge to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. After a comfortably cool evening, tonight will be partly cloudy with a low temperature of 56. 
For tomorrow, sunshine mixing with clouds, comfortable for the afternoon hours, a high of 77. Tomorrow night will be partly cloudy and cool, low 57. Saturday, look for sunshine and clouds. Pleasantly cool weather will continue with a high of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Bill Skladenkis. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Hey, seen any good movies lately? How about any conservative movies? Have you seen any conservative movies lately? Maybe you heard the comments made by the two stars of Will and Grace the other day. They wanted a list of the people who show up at a fundraiser for President Trump out in California so that they would know who not to work with. Roger Simon was nominated for an Academy Award for a screenplay that he wrote a while back. He's also written several novels, including his new release, which is The Goat. And he says conservatives need to form their own Hollywood. Roger joins us now. Thanks for being here, Roger. Well, I'm really pleased to do it again, John. (laughs) So please uh, tell me about your book, The Goat. Well, The Goat, which is uh, means to sports fans, not the goat like an animal, but means the greatest of all time in case of this book it's about tennis and it's the story of a guy my age uh, i won't even give away what it is but it's got a seven in front of it <laughs> who who has made the finally the finals of his club tennis tournament senior division of course for the first time in his life after playing tennis forever and ever and in the first game his back goes out something fierce he's taken to cedar sinai medical center the doctor says this is awful. We got to operate as soon as possible. A woman who's maybe from India or Nepal or something, a cleaning lady in the corner, she says, "Do not do operation. Always makes worse." Go see cousin Gombo in Valley. He picks up. Of course, it's a Western guy. We get so he has the operation, but the woman's right, and the operation is a disaster. And he's on the brink of suicide. He thinks his life is over. He can barely move. And he goes out to the valley in Los Angeles, there in the San Fernando Valley of Fame, passing all the homeless and everything else. And there he runs into a uh, Ayurvedic Indian doctor from Nepal who starts to give him herbs, and he starts to get younger. And all the women at his club are astonished what's happened to him, and, needless to say. But... Uh, I won't go further because it's a, I don't want to spoil the story for people because it's got a lot of twists and turns. But the 70-something Dan Gelber ends up becoming another person and uh, battling Nadal at the French Open and Federer at Wimbledon. And I won't say more because it's kind of a Faust story. You know the story of Faust, uh, which has got, you know, right. what this old guy Goethe wrote some time ago. But my version is very funny. Goethe's is not. However, uh, and it's a good read. It's a ripper, and uh, it's got the best reviews I've ever gotten at my age. I'm really flattered, and I. Well, that's great. Uh, it's, you know, that doesn't happen so often. That's great. Um, and uh, is are you able to give away the moral of the story, Faustian? Well, you know, a little bit. The moral of the story is that your life is the, the things that make you happy and meaningful in your life may not be winning Wimbledon. Okay, and uh, you are an accomplished uh, writer of uh, stories, so I'm I'm sure it's a, a great story. Yeah, yeah, it's available right now on Amazon in in Kindle form and in hardback form, and shortly in paperback form, and in a couple of months in audio books, which I'm told everybody loves. Well, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm not in my car enough to know. Well, I wrote a book myself, and it's uh, it did very well here locally. It's a sports book, and um, I know what it's like to finally get it out there and, and get the book in your hands after all the work so uh congratulations on getting it done and i hope it does well uh, well thank you very much and you, you probably like it because if you're that interested in sports it's the background is sports okay but, uh t- tennis being a pretty big time sport these days if you're watching the u.s open oh yeah 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 i i debuted the, the book in time for the open obviously that's great. So it's called the goat, and that is as the goat, as in the greatest of all time. Exactly. Okay. So uh, the headline of your piece today uh, at uh, PJ Media, of which you're a co-founder, "Time for Conservatives to Build Their Own Hollywood." Uh, why hasn't that happened yet, Roger? Well, you know, I hate to say this, but I have to place the blame on conservatives. Meaning, not not the average conservative who may be listening to the show right now. They're fine fellows and gals, and uh, more power to you. And I'm pleased by my book. But (laughs) uh, 
uh, I'm talking about uh, conservative financial people who shy away from the arts in general, except you know, uh, in the case of, say, the Philharmonic, where they like to have their name on the lobby wall. But the truth is, Beethoven doesn't need any help anymore, much as we love him. Uh, it's contemporary artists that, that need help, whether they're writing novels or movies or plays or whatever it is, uh, because those are the things that are going to move the culture. The late Andrew Breitbart said that politics is downstream of culture, and boy, was he ever right. Yeah, and uh, you you uh, point out that even Whoopi Goldberg thought uh, Deborah Messing in, I believe it's Eric McCormick, uh, went yeah, overboard when they said they wanted a list of Trump supporters so they could find out who they didn't want to work with. Yeah, well, I mean, those people are awful. I mean, I bet, you know, Whoopi Goldberg is not so great herself. I think I think she said that because she realized they had gone too far and given away the, you know, the, let the cat out of the bag, as they say. Because an amazing percentage of these Hollywood people are thoughtless, never Trumpers of the most extreme thought. I mean, nothing to do with what he actually does, but everything that they just don't like him. That's right. And, and it's, 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 it's really stupid. I mean, I, I quote a tweet by Rob Ryder in, that, uh, in my article, and I, I'm afraid to say that it's so vulgar that people will have to go online to read it. I'm not, yeah. I can't say it on the radio. Yeah. Every time I read one of his tweets, I, I only think of one word. I guess it's one word. Maybe it's two. Meathead. That's, uh, I, I know that he's not a meathead, that he's a very accomplished guy and a great director and all that, but uh, that, that, uh, politically, he's a meathead. Well, you know, it, they just get so angry that they don't see anything. Yeah. I mean, it's all about the anger. And, and I don't know where it all stems from, except I do have this to say from my own experiences in Hollywood is the people, and I don't know if this is true of Rob, because I've never been in this house, but it is true of some others, and I don't want to name names, but what's universally true is the people with the most extreme left-wing views for the public mm -hmm. are the most autocratic and awful for the staff and the people who work for them. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's extraordinary. You could almost grab it. It's like, remember the mini-me in the Austin Powers movies? Yeah. Yeah, well, they have a mini-me. You know, the mini-me says, power to the people, I'm a good person, I'm woke, yada, yada, yada. But the real them is calling their agent and says, they're only giving me 15 million, <laughs> what kind of thing is that? That's yeah. the human beings that we're talking about here. So, so it's not attractive, as we say. So, so I mean, you say universal, uh, universally true about the, that type of person, but... What's how many people out there in Hollywood and in the movie and entertainment business feel the way that uh, Rob Reiner does? Maybe not necessarily as willing to express it, and in, and in a way that he does it. But I mean, uh, how many? What is, what is well, that? I've, level? I've never taken a poll, but I would say eighty percent. That's just an awesome. You know, that's just yeah. a number I'm picking out of nowhere, admittedly, but it feels like that. Yeah. Well, there are hundreds of bad movies made every year from bad scripts. Um, before I took this job, I was semi-retired, and I I was going to at least one movie a week. So I would say I was going to 75 movies a, a year uh, for a, quite a few years there. And I, I saw so many bad movies, and I have some experience uh, working with scripts myself, and I, so I, and I know the process that you have to go through to get a movie to go from a script to becoming a movie. Um and, and, and I, I see these movies being made, and I, my, I think, I try to imagine the meeting when the person presented them with this script and said this would be a good movie, and then somebody who knows something about the movie business saying, yeah, that's a really good idea. And then you see what ends up on the screen. You say, how did this, how did this idea last for five minutes? So, you know. <laughs> well, you know what? One answer to that, though, is, I don't know if you played it, but when I was a kid, I played a game called Alligator at parties. Uh -huh. Remember alligator? You no. would whisper the word alligator to one person, and they'd go around in a circle, and they'd be whispering the word, yeah. and it would come out something totally different at the other end. <laughs> yeah. It's actually kind of funny. Well, that often happens in the process of movie making. Uh, the writer gets blamed a lot, and sometimes the writer should be blamed. Yeah. But, but what happens to the script by the time it gets around to the other side, as in the game of alligator... Uh, it's something totally different from where it started. Yeah. So I know what you're saying about those meetings, and I've certainly been in a lot of them, and yeah. I have all the eyes to roll just to prove it. However, however, you know, you just don't know when you go. It's, it takes a real rocket scientist when you go to 
a bad movie like you had the misfortune of going to many, uh, <laughs> to know who's to blame because there are a lot of possible culprits. And what I also wonder, and we're talking to Roger Simon, he's the author of a new book called The Goat. He's also an Academy Award-nominated screenwriter, a novelist. Um, there, there are uh, so many, and I was a, I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a, a, a big uh, reader of history, and there are so many good, true stories out there. Um, I just want, and and there's such a there's such a um, a dearth of good scripts, and, and and directors and producers are always looking for good scripts. To me, there are so many of them under their noses that are true stories that you don't have to make up. Why don't they get made, and especially ones that would appeal to the average American slash conservative? <laughs> because they don't want to do that. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what would make the greatest movie of the next 20 years is the true story of the Russia probe and how it began. Mm-hmm. And that would make that would make all the president's men seem like nothing. Oh, tremendous, yeah. But, but, but they'll never dare make it because the message of that movie would be not to their liking. Yep, yep. So that that's why I said in my article it is time for people like us to build our own structures. Because the original Hollywood moguls back in the old days, by the way, were effectively conservatives who loved America. All those immigrants from Poland, the Jewish immigrants from Poland, mm-hmm. who started Hollywood. But those guys were, were pretty conservative. And they also had a rule that actors weren't allowed to express their politics in, in, in public, uh-huh. which actually was a pretty good rule when you think about it. Right. Yeah, we could use more of that. Now, I've had people involved in the movies uh, Unplanned and Gosnell on the show, both movies about uh, abortion and very much anti-abortion, and they told me how hard it was to get their movies into theaters. So uh, why would conservatives invest money in a picture like those two if, uh, if, if that doesn't change? If you can't find – I mean, it took, it took them a long time to get one theater to carry Unplanned in Canada. Yeah, I, I, I sympathize with those people. I know them, too. But let me say something about those movies are are prop on our side. I don't think what we're talking about here is prop. I would like to see more movies like Lone Survivor, so uh-huh. forth, which was a which was a huge hit, as as was The Blind Side, mm-hmm. two um, stories, as yeah. was American Sniper. Mm-hmm. The, these these movies are great entertainment at the same time as quietly without hitting people over the head. They have a message. I mean, that's that's what the real. That's what we need. Mm-hmm. More than I, I look, I, I I have great respect for the people who made Gosnell and all that. God knows it was a horrible story, and what happened was, I mean, <laughs> beyond beyond. And I'm glad they made it. But what I'm talking about is, is new structures for. I don't think films should be overtly political. Most of them. They should just be great entertainments that are are true stories that are ultimately conservative because Shakespeare's conservative. What's more conservative than As You Like It or those kind of, all the romantic comedies that Shakespeare wrote in which the good couple ends up at the end and everybody feels happy. Right. And you That's, know... Yeah. And That's I guess what Hollywood doesn't make sneak up on them a little bit, but I, you know I get you. But if they if they were to do a uh, a really good, realistically uh, shot and portrayed uh, uh, movie about the American Revolution, uh, right now they would probably have a black gay woman play George Washington. Right. So yeah, I mean, that's why I I totally agree, and that that in a nutshell is why. We should build other distribution arms. You know, you're quite right when you said that the problem is the guys nail people at our plant had was that uh, distribution was very difficult for them yep. because distribution is controlled by the major studios. However, you can do such a thing as rent the system. Mm-hmm. In other words, you could make the movie you want and then pay Warner Brothers. <laughs> Excuse me, I had to sneeze. Uh, <laughs> To, to, to distribute it for you, and of course Warner Brothers takes a cut, but you get the you get that entire distribution network. But that means people with money have to step up, they have more money than than was used to make Gosnell or the other. Mm-hmm. I mean, serious money, unfortunately. But conservatives have that money; they're willing to spend it on think tanks. The amount of money they spend on think tanks is amazing. Now I have lots of friends in think tanks. And I, Lord, love them, and they're fine. But 
but on one good film dwarfs a thousand position papers in its influence on human beings. That's the truth. Yeah, and I, I got uh, about a little over a minute left. I'm uh, just wondering about this. Uh, why hasn't the success of Fox News convinced conservatives that there's a void out there to be filled and lots of money to be made by filling it? Fox mm-hmm. News proved it. For how many years did you go with no, no conservative news network? You're absolutely right. You would think. That's why I'm, I'm amazed. I mean, there's among conservative financial people, there's fear. That's the only thing I can say or, or, or some I can kind of find find the arts dirty in some way, unless it's Beethoven, yeah. of course, proven over time, but, <laughs> but uh, and some. But otherwise, they just don't want to get involved, and they're scared. And I think they're foolish. And actually, they could make a lot of money, as Fox News does prove to you. However, they, uh, look, I've been talking about this for some time, and I'm talking about it a lot now because the GOAT's coming out. Mm-hmm. I know the GOAT would be a great movie. It's not overtly conservative. But if you read it and think about the message of the story, then you realize it is somewhat conservative. It sneaks but, up on but you. It's a, but, yeah, but, but basically, it's entertaining. And that's what it's supposed to be. It's a novel. A movie is supposed to be entertaining. Well, I, don't, I don't want to waste people's time or lecture them, except on the radio. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, Roger, I'm out of time. Uh, good luck with the book, The Goat. And when, when it's made into a movie, we'll have you on again. You'll be the, you'll you be the screenwriter, it. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's Roger Simon, and we'll be right back. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com Once upon a time, many years ago, customers would find your business with this big, thick book full of phone numbers and competitors' phone numbers. It was a heavy, cumbersome, yellowish-looking thing. I believe they called it a phone book. You'd place your ad in the book and hope customers would call. Hello? We've come a long way. Now, there's Salem Surround. We help deliver customers right to your front door with targeted digital marketing. These are the tools of the 21st century smart businesses use to succeed. And our team at Salem Surround can guide you through all the available options with the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof so you can spend time taking care of your customers. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. With Salem Surround, there are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers. Customers, total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, Cobra. There are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial Plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done. But that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South 
just smiled and said, Oh yeah? Watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals, Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less. And can roll with last minute change ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. Warning listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Uh, I wanted to mention the name of the book uh, from the guest we had in the second segment, uh, Why Meadow Died, The People and Policies That Created the Parkland Shooter and Endanger America's Students. Um, Andrew Pollack and Max Eden are the uh, are the co-authors we had Max Eden on. Now, last night uh, on uh, CNN, the rumor has it that they did seven hours on climate change and had plenty of hysterics from everybody. Um, you know, we should all stop eating meat. We should all stop driving cars and uh, many other things. But here's one of my favorites from Kamala Harris. Plastic straws are a big thing right now. Yeah. Do you ban plastic straws? I think we should. Yes. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. It's really difficult to drink out of a paper straw when you had if you're just like if you don't gulp it down immediately, it starts to bend. And then, then, you know, the little thing catches it. And then, you know, so we got to kind of perfect that one a little bit more. So you ban it, but rely on innovation. I mean, we got we got it. Yeah. Innovation is, is a process, right? You don't just do it innovation is a process but but you know let's let's encourage innovation and and you know we, i think we could do a little bit better than some of those flimsy plastic straws but we do need to ban the plastic all right we're going to have much more with senator Hay- yeah we got to ban those plastic straws that'll save the world and that's great and this person is running for president of the united states and you just wasted 30 seconds of your life that you're never going to get back listening to her talk about straws that you drink out of and how she's thinking about banning them when she becomes president. But you know what? I have as much chance of becoming president as she does. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flint. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.